Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 1 Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. And their leaves do not wither, and all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Jeremiah chapter 13, verses 12 through 19. You shall speak to them this word. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Every wine jar should be filled with wine. And they will say to you, Do you think we do not know that every wine jar should be filled with wine? Then you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, I am about to fill all the inhabitants of this land, the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with drunkenness. And I will dash them one against the other, parents and children together, says the Lord. I will not pity or spare or have compassion when I destroy them. Hear and give ear. Do not be haughty, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings darkness and before your feet stumble on the mountains at twilight. While you look for light, he turns it into gloom and makes makes it deep darkness. But if you will not listen, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Say to the king and the queen mother, take a lowly seat, for your beautiful crown has come down from your head. The towns of the Negev are shut up. With no one to open them, all Judah is taken into exile, wholly taken into exile. Acts chapter 13, verses 26 through 34. My brothers, you descendants of Abraham's family and others who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. Because the residents of Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize him or understand the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, They fulfilled those words by condemning him. Even though they found no cause for a sentence of death, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him up from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, and they are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising Jesus. It is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As to his raising him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has, take, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy promises made to David.
this year the sixth Thursday after the sixth Thursday <laughs> falls uh, after Epiphany falls on February 14th, which is infamously known as the Hallmark holiday called Valentine's Day. And not too long ago, um, Valentine's Day, like Christmas, um, actually meant the thing that it implied, which is you know Mass for Christ or the Day of Saint Valentine. Saint Valentine, um, he was one of many people Christians martyred in the the uh, late third century uh, during the time of intense persecution of Christians, and he is not and was not a soldier in the Roman military. He was a priest, however, and there's um, a number of different accounts of his life. Um, but his martyrdom, or not but, uh, his martyrdom is relatively reliable. His relics have been preserved rather credibly. Um, there's a number of them in Ireland and then in Rome where he lived. In fact, he's known as St. Valentine of Rome. And his connection to the military is interesting or I don't know. I think it's kind of a quirky little connection. Uh, but Valentine was an old man. Valentinus would have been his Latin name. And uh, he was known to be, uh, he was a physician. And what got him in trouble is he healed a judge's uh, daughter of blindness. And this judge released all the Christians in his, um, uh, in his jurisdiction, in his jail, and that kind of raised the attention for Valentine uh, in light of the Roman uh, authorities above this judge. And they sought him out and they asked if he was a Christian. He said yes, and he suffered death um, as a martyr. Um, but one of the lesser known and not necessarily uh, the most credible, but a widely distributed account was that one of his practices um, was to um, cut paper hearts out uh, and send them along with people that he had married as a Christian priest. Um, and he had uh, apparently had a penchant for marrying young men and women um, in order to uh, Christian men and women um, in order to help the young man avoid military service. Um, I don't know exactly how it worked, but the that's that's his story. This old man that you could go to, um, and what we would today call a contract marriage, uh, young men and women. And the I remember when I was in Schofield, I knew a handful of guys who did it, but they would find a young woman. Some maybe she was in the service, usually not. Sometimes I don't know why they were often strippers. <laughs> um, Maybe because you already, you know, it's not something you particularly want to be doing, but it makes money. Anyway, you would marry someone and you would collect your basic allowance for housing. You would get to live off base and it's just a legal agreement. And then it would, you would dissolve it or annul it or just get divorced when you got out or whatever the arrangement was. And we would call these contract marriages. Uh, they would benefit both parties, but they wouldn't be based on necessarily on marital or um, romantic love, I guess. Um, and so St. Valentine would do this, and he was this um, older gentleman, gentleman when, he was, um, when he was doing this, when he would marry young men in order to avoid Roman military service, young Christian men. Um, 
and it was it's this kind of fun story that um I'm, i haven't been able to find a credible source but it is kind of floated around in a couple of uh, books about his life or about saints that he's included in uh, and so today in saint valentine's day uh, you might remember uh, that the connection to romantic love is rather feeble. Um, I know I've I've always, probably since before seminary, I've been rather suspicious about Valentine's Day and, if I'm being really honest, Mother's Day and some other things that seem to be more about sentiment than substance. But St. Valentine is a real person, or was, uh, he was uh, revered in the early church and especially the medieval church. And he even has an appearance in this um, very popular um, hagiography called The Golden Legend that kind of fancied up a lot of these stories. But it, it was based on truth. Um, and it was there's this kind of interesting connection to the military. War Bride a poem by Nina Murdoch, a World War I military spouse. There has been wrong done since the world began that young men should go out and die in war and lie face down in the dust for a brief span and be not good to look at any more. It is the old men with their crafty eyes and greedy fingers and their feeble lungs make mischief in the world and are called wise and bring war on us with their garrulous tongues. It is the old men hid in secret rooms, feign wisdom while they spin our peace away, and turn fair meadows into reeking tombs and passionate bridegrooms into bloodied clay. It is the old men should be sent to fight, the old men grown so wise they have forgot, the touch of mouth on mouth in, in the still night, the tenderness that wedded lovers wot. The dreams that dwell in the eyes of a young bride, the secret beauty of things said and done, the hope of children coming and the pride of little homes and gardens in the sun. It is the old men that have not to lose and not to pray but for but their gasping breath should bear this ill for, of the world and so choose out of their beds to meet their master, death. It, it, this is the bitterest wrong the world wide that young men on the battlefield should rot and I be widowed who was scarce a bride while prattling old men sit at ease and plot. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. 
I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.